guys, what's up? Um, welcome to our second podcast. Happy Wednesday. We're halfway there in the week. Um, as you guys already know, I'm Athena. I'm Bailey. And yeah, so I guess for this podcast, we're going to be focusing on our majors, um, why we chose Quinnipiac, um, the path that we plan on taking in life. Just like what kind of people we want to be. Exactly. And like what kind of people we want to see in the world. Right. Our um, future careers and, you know, what we want to do with ourselves, basically. Yep. So yeah, I guess that's kind of the vibe, the move, the way to go for tonight. Um, so yeah, I guess we're just going to get started and, uh, let's get this going. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Um, so basically, uh, as you guys probably already know from our little intro from the first podcast, I am a pre-med student, uh, majoring in biochemistry currently. Um, I think what is most interesting to me about my major is that I actually found chemistry before I did biology. I had this passion where I wanted to learn more. I was curious and I just wanted to know more about the subject overall. Um, In middle school, I always did well with science, even just going to elementary school before that. It was something that was always a strong suit of mine. I never really had any troubles. It just came kind of quick and easy. Um, In middle school, if you guys know me, I had this big astronomy phase. I literally loved astronomy with like a burning passion. I I read for the majority of the great astrophysicists out there, Carl Sagan, Stephen Hawking, um, anybody that you could possibly think of, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And I just wanted to know more about astronomy. And it, it slowly kind of grew into this whole thing of I want to learn more in the science fields. It, it just kind of just, like, do you it never stopped. What, like, what switched from, like, astronomy to, like, I think human it was with, anatomy? It was with sophomore year in high school. I had this great um, chemistry teacher. She was absolutely wonderful. I loved her. And it kind of, I, I don't want to say that inspired me, but... When I got to junior year and we learned about biology and stuff, there was this kind of whole thing of like, hmm, you know, biochemistry, biological molecules, it's kind of combining biology and chemistry together. I couldn't really pick either or when it came to that. Um, And so biochemistry just kind of came into the picture. Yeah. Um, My mom actually got sick sophomore year. And I always kind of had an idea that I wanted to major in biochemistry, but I never had this idea that... I would end up being a pre-med student. There was never this idea. And when she got sick, she had a really fabulous surgeon who's actually a professor at Quinnipiac University and she works at St. Vincent's Medical Center in Bridgeport. Um, And so she works in like a colon and rectal surgery areas of specialties. But um, there was just this whole thing of where when she got sick, I just, it made me realize how wonderful and great it would be to save somebody's life. It it really is because Mm -hmm. my mom was at a really place of where 
it was like a, a she, it was she was very sick. Because Let's you just also say that. Want to give families like that reassurance too, right? And I think you know how they feel exactly. So that's why I think pursuing a field in orthopedic surgery is great because I'm not saying that it's definitely the lesser of the extremity of other um, areas in you know with. Uh, cardiologists and neurosurgeons uh, and stuff. I mean, I think it's, it's just as important. You can't have oh, for sure. But it's it's other. not as like it's not as life threatening. I feel as though because it's like if you're dealing with like an open heart surgery, one wrong move and you're done. You're done. But you know, so I think for me personally, if I would love to be an orthopedic surgeon, special specializing in hands, hip, and knees, I think mm-hmm. that that would be my way to go. But um, yeah, that was kind of my breakthrough with. Be trying to become an orthopedic surgeon and it's just I've never had any other thoughts of something else to do I've always wanted to major in biochemistry ever since um high school and then once I had a little bit of kind of a a breakthrough path with specific uh family issues that happened in my life I was like boom this is going to be orthopedic surgeon and I just I've never I always had a clear mind that that's what I wanted to do um to this day I would love to work in the city for at the hospital for special surgery. It is the number one orthopedic care in America. And I feel as though that would be definitely a dream of mine mm-hmm. that I would love to do for sure. Um, so yeah, I guess that's me. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just want to like, I, I love doing something and then getting like affirmations about it. And I feel as though if like you could be dealing with any, you know, sports-related injuries, because that's basically what orthopedic stuff is. It could mm-hmm. be, like, if her hips, I'm probably assuming the majority of people, like, old people and stuff, but yeah. um, just this whole idea about, like, oh, like, you know, she's fine. The surgery went well. It's, mm-hmm. like, this just, I feel as though I want to help people. And I mean, it's also great that you want to help people. Like, some people, like, are forced into, like, med school and stuff by their parents. Or, right, like, and that's... the money. And I think I... won't be right. cold. And I, I really do thank my parents for that because they never really told me, Athena, you have to do this. Athena, you have to do that. Yeah. They told me that whatever that I find in life... You want to be happy. Just take it and go. That's what, that's the key word here. Career versus a job. A job is something that you don't want to do every single day of your life. As opposed to a career of where it's something that you want to do. And I feel like that's a huge aspiration and a huge motivational goal that I want to set for myself. I want to go into work every single day loving what I'm doing. Not hating what I'm doing. Because I look at a lot of people, just older adults and stuff, and... It's just this whole idea of like, oh, back to work tomorrow. You know, I have to do this, this and that, whatnot. And I just, I really do not want to be in a position of where I'm like that. And I think that can kind of go for a lot of people in this time and day, for sure. Especially with this pandemic and stuff too. Um, Even if you look at like some of the healthcare workers, they just, it's almost like, I feel it's it's really hard for me to explain this, but there's a lot of them. And it's like, they didn't sign up for this. Mm-hmm. They didn't sign up to do with the pandemic. You have to look at a, a scenario where, yes, we do feel bad for them, but it's something of where they also picked it. So there's kind of like this little balance here with, mm-hmm. especially in healthcare workers. And I feel that there's just this great attitude of where they're making their choices of where I want to go into work. I don't want to go into work. And yeah. I think with jobs and stuff, 
the pandemic has definitely played into that. I love how I just tied that well, right into. Well, because it was just like turned into a chore. I yeah. Feel like before the I don't pandemic, want that. People were happy to go to work, but now right. it's like you're literally scared to go to work. Exactly. Just because you don't want to get a right. virus. You yeah. don't know whether it's worth it or not to risk your life just right. to like get some money. Yeah. But then if you don't, you don't have money. So it's like a whole loop of just. Right. But that's a whole other conversation. But I just, like I said, in, in generalization wanna, and um, summarize. I want to go back to what you said about, um, like, how people, like, older generations, they go to work. We just talked about it, like, before we started the podcast. But um, we, our generation, Generation Z, like, we really want to work so that we can have fun. You know what I mean? For sure. And, like, our parents and stuff, they just work to have money. And, like, yeah, a lot of them have like a lot of them do have careers that they like but i mean it also comes with like the generations too where like we are the most educated generation like ever because we're exposed to social media and these phones and stuff and we grew up like like i was go i knew i was going to college in like sixth grade fifth grade you know Mm -hmm. and it's like our parents generation they didn't really have that privilege yet you know right because not many women were even going to college or even no. working yet no you look at the 1950s they were just yeah. conditioned to be housewives and we were learning in um my management class where like our generation we want more we want to be able to pick our hours and we want to be able to leave a like a job whenever we want to we don't like to be tied down right exactly and like they don't even they're starting to not give out 401ks like even my mom was looking for she started a new job and she was like looking around for other jobs like as a backup but and like some of them weren't even offering 401ks she wants to start like investing so that right. she has money for when you know right retirement comes and that's what we're gonna have to do like we're not even gonna have 401ks we'll just have to invest in no stuff. we're not and i think this is also comes from a level of i think our generation alone is definitely going to break the cycle of what the past generations have gone through mm-hmm. because it's like you have these older generations, even before our own parents, where they yeah. told them that they have to do this and they have to do that. It's like, okay, we have to do that too. We're still told those things, but we're like, that really doesn't matter. And I think this is another thing too, because it's because of the fact that we are exposed to social media and more, we have mm-hmm. a good understanding of what goes on in our lives. But then there's also this negative side of where what's true, what remains true. Yeah. So then there's this level of inquiry and curiosity of where we question things. I think that's what is really going to make our generation grow as a whole because it's almost as if we have to rebuild what these past generations have damaged. Exactly. It's kind of corrupt to say that, but it's a true thing. It really is. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to fix here. And this goes into a way deeper topic, but this relies on like government issues and, you know, this and that, whatever political side that you may be. There's just always little niches and kinks that there's going to be yeah. something wrong with. And there's always going to be something to grow from that. In my class today, um, I'm taking FYS because there was a whole shabagal with that. But one of the things, uh, Mayor Eric Adams of New York, we're looking at his speeches and stuff that he's been making recently. And the one thing that he said that I really thought was great was... In order to, I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically, in, to summarize it, in order to grow from something, you have to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You can't just be sitting here agreeing with everything. That's exactly. not going to change anything. If you want growth, if you want change, especially when going back to like our jobs and stuff, 
you have to be uncomfortable with what's going on. Yeah. That's what's going to make society grow. Like, you're not going to do anything. Exactly. That's what's that, that really, and I thought of that. It's a very true statement. And it is something that from this point on, even back then until now, it will always remain true. You have to be uncomfortable with something in order to grow from that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really thought that that was a really good saying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, yeah, I just think that. I love how we get get off topic from that, from our mm-hmm. future careers and past and stuff. That's well, I mean, it is our future because we're going to be working with these people. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think our generation is pretty good. It's like, you know, every gen, like everything is 50-50, but we're the generation that literally just does not care about what anybody thinks of us. No. And that's Especially good. when it comes to your own views and biases. Because yeah. like the family, like... We're the ones who are going to break, like, the family trauma and, like, the, you know, like, the generation to generation. Right. Like, even the kids who, like, have racist parents, like, just, this is a random example, but some people who have, like, racist parents or racist grandparents, like, they don't even believe that. Because before our generation, like, you just would listen to what your parents say, but... We even have, like, our own minds now, and I think social media plays a big role in that, too, because you're so exposed to everything in the world. For and sure. Can, it's, like, just normalized. Yeah, you know? totally. And you're allowed to have... You're you're allowed to speak up now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's good. Bailey, do you want to talk about your own personal interest and stuff? Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to start from when I was little... Uh, Athena knows this, but, you know, I'm going to reiterate it for you guys. Um, I, for my entire, like, early childhood years, I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was obsessed with animals. Anything that had to do with animals, I, I kind of had, like, Athena's astronomy phase was, like, my animal phase. I know, I still know all these facts, like, random facts about animals of, like, all certain, like, sizes and shapes or whatever you want to call it did you like zoology stuff like that yeah i was i i loved it because that was like i said before um was I, we were was this in the last podcast we talked about or like our like when we stopped reading and stuff just briefly i feel like yeah well we did talk about it though yeah but um you know how school ruins books for children once they get to like sixth grade i mean not everybody but it ruined them for me because I just felt so forced to read books that it wasn't even fun to read them on my own time because I was being forced I to read I felt the same books, way. You know? And so I, I resorted to, like, comics and, like... Visuals. Fact, visuals, yeah. Right. In fact, book, like... I cannot talk tonight. Excuse me. Um, books with facts about animals. And I was so obsessed with them. But then something changed, I think, like... I don't know. In junior year maybe mm-hmm. right before the pandemic hit yep. oh wait no it, was it like hit senior, senior year it was like sorry no midway senior year junior year i when we were figuring out like colleges and stuff i started panicking it was this was the beginning of my panic um but i didn't know what i was going to do but i knew that i wanted to like take care of people and actually no i hadn't even gone through that yet because i did an internship um with the vet hospital in senior year so Mm -hmm. let me just scratch what i said about junior year this happened um senior year so at first i had wanted to go into nursing so i applied like to all my colleges yeah that's what i started out as interesting yeah and so then i got ready to do internship at the 
clinic. I did, like, all the paperwork and stuff. But then that's, that was when corona started happening. And I don't even, like... I feel like if corona didn't happen, I would still want to be, like, a nurse. But, like, it didn't really... Like, corona itself didn't influence my decision to switch to vet school. But it was, like, good timing. Because right. I was like, what am I... Like, why am I going to waste my time going to a clinic, risking getting sick for an internship when, like, I don't even know if I want this career. Right, exactly. So I switched to um, the vet clinic internship, and I only went there one day. I made, like, my main my name tag and everything, and then they closed the school down. Yeah. But um, before that, like, throughout that whole year, I was just going through this whole little crisis because I was going back and forth, back and forth between, like, what I wanted to do and everything. At one point in that year, I wanted to be, like, an ar- ar- architect? Architect? Yeah. Architect. Architect. Yeah. And then, like, a, I don't even know. It was just a whole mess. I, like, failed two classes almost. And they were like, just get your grades up. And then, so that I could drop it, half, like, drop the two classes halfway through the year. So I'd get, mm-hmm. like, half a credit. Right, right. It was physics and, I think, oh, pre-calc. It was just too much for me. Yeah. Because I was going through, like, this whole mental thing. Yeah. And that was the end of 2019, I want to say. Uh-huh. And then I was getting better. Because in, like, it was, like, 2019, and then the new year, mm-hmm. and then through March, almost, and then I was getting better. I figured out, like, my classes. I felt good about what I wanted to do, because I just switched to undeclared for, like, all my applications. And I felt better, because everybody was like, you don't have to actually know what you want to do. Everybody the changed their major. Yeah. Everybody changed their major, like, like, all I the time. I thought I needed to know what, like, just from growing up and everybody telling me, like, all these expectations... But, like, you really don't know. Like You, you don't. Know. You don't. Like, you have time. You have plenty of time. And Everybody still does to this day, too. Exactly. And so, I was getting better, but then the pandemic happened. We went on lockdown. Then I mm. went through this little depression again. It was, like, I think it was one of the lowest moments of my life, just being locked inside. Because I went from being so busy. In high school, like, I would wake up at, like, 6 o'clock go to school 6.45 for, like, some music ensemble thing, whatever we had before school started. And then I'd be out of the house until, like, 9 o'clock at night yeah. for track and stuff. Yep. And, and then I'd come home, do homework, and go to sleep, do it all over again every single day. How did we do that? I don't know. I can't even get up for my 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock class. It's, so it's terrible. And I think, like, the pandemic really, like, stopped us for that because it finally... It, like, the pandemic is definitely a blessing and a curse, more of a curse, because, like, you know, respect goes out to everybody who lost people. Right. But it was kind of like a blessing in disguise, just because it made us all stop and, like, really realize think about what was happening. Yeah. And it gave us a break from everything. Because I had to learn how to not do anything all day. And I'm, I'm such, like, a high-strong person, because, like, my mom made us stay busy. Which right. Which is good. I thank her for that. Yep. But... Everything, like, the whole world went to a stop. Oh, wait, this is kind of off tra- off um, topic, but, you know, the environment got all better during lockdown. You noticed that? That is actually true. Yeah, we, Good did, point. A, we did a project on it. You know, um, there was an article that came out, I think it was through CNN or whatever, mm-hmm. and in Italy, in Venice, those canals yeah, are the most up. disgusting things you could possibly even... Mm-hmm. Uh, like it, it's just terrible. There's so much bacteria and stuff in there. And when the pandemic happened and, you know, we all kind of, it wasn't even for like mm-hmm. five months, I want to say that we yeah. were all in lockdown and the earth just started to repeal itself. And the dolphins were swimming through 
the Venice canals and everything, and everything just looks so much more like cleaner. It's just that really fascinated me a little bit of how, you know, the earth started to heal itself. Mm -hmm. That is really something that I thought was cool. Yeah. Oh, we're destroying this planet. Oh, we are a a thousand percent. We're the most invasive species on this planet. For sure. We are. Yeah, we are. It, it's terrible. And we have the brains to know not to do it. But yeah. we still do it. But that's a whole other thing. But, um, yeah, I want to say the Himalayan mountains. You could see, like, the, the moon. Right. Um, no, you could... Not the moon. What am I talking about? You could see the peaks of the mountains. Yeah. Because the air pollution went down. Yeah. It was crazy. There was something in... Um, I don't know if this was part of that, but, like, uh, from... Yeah, I think you can still see it, but there's a... I, I don't know if this is actually true, but from London, you can actually see the Eiffel Tower or something from oh. a specific point because of the pollution and everything clearing up. Yeah. Something like that. I wonder what we'd be like if there was no air pollution. Like, we'd definitely be way healthier. We would be way healthier, and I think that there's this whole... This is a way deeper into topic, but there's this whole idea of evolution... And we, and this goes for any species, even, you know, mm-hmm. your average animal too. Um, but if you look at the evolutionary process of humans itself, let's say we didn't have, like, we would be a whole different kind of form yeah. as ourselves. I feel like there'd be, I mean, not entirely, but our bodies would be functioning a different way. Mm-hmm. Maybe, for example, the way that we filtrate specific bacteria and stuff in the atmosphere I feel as though maybe our bodies wouldn't be working as hard in that way because we have our nasal and that's a whole filtration. Yeah. That's a whole other topic, but definitely. It's crazy 100%. to think about, though. Yeah. We'd be so different if all this crap didn't happen, and it's all because of us. No, like, it really is. We're damaging ourselves. I think that we're, I hate to say this, but environmentally, I just don't think that there's any point of where we could even reheal. re-heal no, we're past the, the point of Yeah, return. we are. Like 30 years ago yeah. was when we should have done something, but we didn't. Yeah. But um, anyway, so... Continuing. We're going to go back. Um, of the future. Yes, of my future. And then at that point, I had switched from... Okay, so I accepted my um, offer from Quinnipiac. And so then I finally picked just bi- bio, just normal biology, because I was like, um, I don't, I don't know, I don't even know what I was thinking. I just did bio just to do bio. Why did I do bio? Bio is a very generic oh, major. Oh, I did bio because I was still, I still wanted to be a vet. Bio is a very, it's a very generic major. Yeah, you can do a lot with it. I feel like if you narrow biology down to like specifically what you want to do with mm-hmm. it, especially with your master's, like that'll help. For sure, because it's like you know biology. It's like you could take any kind of microbiology, biochemistry, like blah, yeah. blah, 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 like all these different kinds of bio. But like, what do you want to do with biology? Because mm-hmm. biology can mean so many different kinds of things. Like, do you want to be genetics and molecular cellular biology? Like, there's just yeah. so much that you can do from that. Yeah. So first semester of freshman year, I was a bio major. I was trying to get into vet school and stuff afterwards um but then i had this whole change of like where i wanted to get into real estate because it was so interesting and it was like you know not easy money but like a way to make a lot of money quickly kind of if that makes sense right but so then i like was just infatuated by that and still part of me is like ooh, that could be interesting but like i'd want to do that as like a side job i always i still want to like build myself a career and then, like, do, like, 
I don't know, be like a little landlord on a side, like Airbnb type of thing, fix something up, you know? Just get easy money, like a yeah. little side job, hustle little thing. And so that was first semester. And then by the end of my second semester, I switched to business because of the real estate thing. So I was on the mind track where I was like, I want to be a real estate agent. Real estate is great to invest in. It is. Though. If you have a lot of money, real estate is great. My mom told me. So that's in real that's estate. what I want to do eventually. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Same here. Um, so then, end of freshman year, I was just I had the best summer of my life. I think I think my depression thing lasted from like end of twenty nineteen till like to one like I don't even know June twenty twenty one. It was just so long of like not even like. Just like I'm saying it lightly, but I was really just going through it. Like I'd never felt so disgusting in my entire life, and just me too. I, I like I was at the point where like I didn't even really want to like be alive, but I wasn't gonna do anything about it. You know what I mean? I just had I thought I had no purpose, no meaning. Yeah. You know, I just felt like I was just just being locked down. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And then my grades were suffering too because of my mental health, and I just like was dealing with that, and then. I, a lot of my validation comes from my academics, you know? If I'm not doing Academic good... validation. Yeah. If I'm not doing good in school, then I feel shitty. Oh, me too. And then me too. I start, like, not taking care of myself. And me then too. Uh, and then my grades suffer even more. And then right. it's just, like, this whole loophole where, like, I gave up and I was like, what's the point anymore if my grades getting that low? So I didn't even... Like, I got to a point where, like, I would just hand in random answers. Yeah. But... So I had a whole thing with my scholarship i had to appeal it my gpa got down to like what i'm I'm not what like i think it was like 2.3 that's where it got down to and i lost my scholarship and i had to appeal over the summer but i got it back and my gpa has now gone up 10.10 to 3.3 look at that so that's good news you can, that's, you can really tell it's very good really. an online person i'm not either home. believe me i'm not either yeah oh wait if you didn't get it like i was online at home my freshman year and so, okay, where were we? I got, I switched to business at the end of the year. And then, best time of my life. Fast forward. Now we're here, sophomore year. Sophomore year is great, because I finally met so a far, so in good. my life. So far, so good. We yeah. only, we only, like, talked online and stuff. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it kind of, everything just happened we for just a clicked. reason. But like we did. To be. Yeah. We always talk about it, we're like, we're really out here, like, walking the planet. But then the not me, and, right. And not knowing each other. I think we all come... But now we, like, can't live without each other. We literally get, like, separate... Separate anxiety. anxiety. <laughs> it's so For, like, bad. one night that you leave. I'm like, where also, are I'm you? Where's Bailey? Why? Why? <laughs> when will you be back? <laughs> no, though, I do the same thing. I freaking out. I was like, ah, what am I gonna do? Or, like, if I'm coming home... Or, not home. If I'm coming back from my house... I'm like, are you at the door? Are you at the door? Are you, are you there? Are you there? <laughs> Test me you get there. <laughs> And, um, and then for some reason, every time we show up, we end up, like, being here at the same time or, like, 20 minutes within each other. And we don't it even always plan happens. when to leave. It always happens. It does. Yeah. Um, it's insane. And so, for, nope, sophomore. I'm sophomore now. <laughs> Sounds weird to say. Um, sophomore year, first semester. I took a CIS class. It's, um, oh, computer, co- co- computer information systems. And I got into business analytics, and it's just like, it's like the, it's like marketing, but also like, you just, it's basically what it sounds like. You analyze like the demographics and the environments and like just people in general and what they, 
and you you calculate what risks a business can take depending on like what it's marketing or you know just big decisions like that it's hard to explain because so there's so many little details but it's basically like i'm going to be solving puzzles for the rest of my life i think it's cool i think it's interesting from what you tell me and what you learn in class and stuff Mm -hmm. i i think it's really interesting because i'm going to be like literally like the backbone of a company for sure and it's the job that no one else wants to do but i find it so interesting hey let me tell you everybody for every single field that you can do mm-hmm. there's always going to be a need for somebody of that exactly. specific kind of thing whether it may be the medical field business you name it there's always going to be jobs and there's always yeah. going to be a need and desire especially today's day and age with the pandemic and stuff mm-hmm. and people deciding i don't want to go into work why is there a need to go into work yeah. you know there's always going to be a need for that stuff and i think business analytics a fabulous way to really just kind of sit down and be like hey business this is what we need Mm -hmm. this is what is going on in that specific business this is the like what we need to do exactly get bigger right yeah Yeah. right exactly i think that is is very cool Mm -hmm. it's very cool i think it's so interesting i like i'm so much happier now that i'm in business like I, cause like you, that's what you have to do. You have to find what you're passionate about. Exactly. Cause if you're not passionate about exactly. it, it's not gonna be fun. It's no. not gonna be. That's how I was. That's a career versus job. I was just. That's a career. If you're passionate about it, it's a career. Courses, you know. Right. But now, like, I'm actually excited about classes. Right. right. Now. And I love learning about them. I tell a scene about. Them. I'm like, Athena, we read an article today about like this management. And, I think like, it's interesting because I'm not really exposed to any of that stuff yeah. with my major and whatnot. I like hearing about your things too. Because I ask you yeah. a question, and you tell me, like, the whole, like, science and... Uh, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And so, here we are now. Just, uh... Oh, wait, actually, no. I skipped the whole chunk. Yeah, after that class, I switched my minor to, um, business analytics. And that's basically where we're at now. And I love it. I'm having fun. And look how far you've come with deciding of what you actually want to exactly. do. Exactly. And that's, like, I'm, like, a firm... Like, I'm a good example of not knowing what you want to do with your life. And, I mean, I worried about it. But I'm telling you, don't worry about it. I've been thinking about what I want to do since, like, my senior year of high school. And I finally figured it out sophomore year of college. Right. Like, you have time. Don't worry about it. Definitely. And so, let's see. My future plan is finish college get my if i go down the business analytics route i'm gonna get my master's in business analytics and then i hopefully will live in new york you know business capital of the world and find some job there i've already been looking on indeed and a lot of them like starting out even with like no experience you can start out at like 68 almost 80 some jobs Hmm. i didn't know that yeah so that'll be good for, like, a little single person in New York, hopefully. And in New York, it'll be even higher because, you know, the price of living is... I mean, I'll still be making the same, but it'll look better on paper. Right. Um, right. And so I want to live there, just, like, start my life there and make money. And then I eventually want to settle down and, like, probably move outside of New York, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Get, like, a place to live. Maybe have children. I don't know. Maybe get married. I don't really. I don't like to plan things too far. I don't either. I I I don't either. I don't. Another pandemic could come in like ten years. Obviously, anything can happen. Exactly. That's anything can happen. It's like, and this year's taught me to be just so chill about everything. Because why am I worrying? 
Like, what is there to worry about? There's you nothing know? to worry about. There's really not. You can worry about school. You can worry about your grades. Mm-hmm. But it's really is a matter of preparation and what exactly you feel as though I've had to handle things. You can't worry about things you can't control. Exactly. That's yes. Saying. Yes. That's yep. A hundred percent. And I will tell anybody that if they ask me. All right. But, um, so I have, like, a little plan, but, and I also want to invest when I can, once I, like, move out of the house and I get settled somewhere in my 20s. And then basically just, like, live life, I guess. Because I want to have my investments for when I'm older and I can give my kids college educations and stuff. I want to I be able to do that, but what I really want to do is just provide for my family now and then provide for my future family yeah because i just don't you know i i see my parents struggle my whole life and i just want them to be happy and just you know i want to take care of them and i want to take care of my sister too i do she's too. like a third parent to me that's the goal i do too that's all i want i want everybody in my family to be not even because i'm doing it i just want them to be settled down right so they don't have to work for the rest of their life you yeah know? right but then eventually I hope to live in Colorado in the mountains in a beautiful house somewhere. I love that's that That's all I want. I love that west. It's so beautiful. It really is. I it love really it. Is. I don't even care. I do like New England, though, too. In June. What? I do like New England, though. I do like New England. I think it's good. New England's good. Yeah. That I like everywhere, though. I want to see everything. I, I do, too. go everywhere, see everything. Yeah, I do, too. That's all I want in life. I want to take care of my family, travel... And just, I don't know, just have financial freedom. Travel with the time of what's going on with our environment. Yeah, before it's all <laughs> gone and I can't see it. Jesus Christ. Absolutely insane. It's crazy. I hate it. Even like it I make breaks this plan my heart. now, I don't even know what's going to happen. Like know. all the shit in the air, I might not even, I might be infertile, all uh, of us. And did you hear about the, um, like the virus? It's like, some I think some women, if they get it or like if they're exposed to it, like it can make them infertile or something. My mom was telling me about it. Wonderful, great, great right? Great, yeah, wonderful. So like, half of us might not even be able to have kids. this virus is never going away. No, it, it's, it's not, not because this is the issue. This all comes down to a level of microbiology and molecular and cell biology. It's creating new variants. Mm-hmm. This it's is never this is what stop. it's it's never going to stop. And I think this is something that really needs to have a good conversation in the science field mm-hmm. of how quickly and rapidly that this virus is making variants. I have never seen something like this in my entire, well, I mean, I'm 20 years old, but, but you know, yeah. this is crazy. The amount of variants that all these, this virus, every week. not even the flu did that. I mean, there's mm-hmm. other variants of the flu, but holy cow. Well, I mean, that and people aren't getting vaccinated quick enough. Yeah. I don't want to be that person, but... I mean, you're, like, either way, you're just... You have a choice, but, I mean, it's just... There's a level of getting protection. Like, if you get vaccinated and you get it, it could be even worse for someone, like, who... Like, it could just... It has the same effect of being vaccinated versus not being vaccinated. But the fact that it spreads quicker if you aren't vaccinated. Exactly. That's the big thing. People have choices in life, and, you know, we we all make choices, but... I think for right now, you got to trust the science. You got to trust the science. You have to understand the process of what's going yeah. on. And with these vaccines and stuff, I just think that there's just a level of importancy and stuff. I never personally, I never got the flu virus and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm and Not the, uh, the flu virus, the flu vaccine. I didn't get it. I mean, I, I, but I, I did get vaccinated because 
for my major itself, biochemistry, I trust the science. I trust the process and I trust with everything that is going on. And I think this comes to a level of, and I don't want to get political here. I don't, but this just comes to a level of just, just be aware. Right. It it doesn't. And I, like I said, it's your choice. You can do whatever you want. People decide if they don't want to get the vaccine or if they do. Um, but I mean, ultimately, it's up to you. Like, it I'm is up to you. Judge you if you have it. Right. I, I, I don't really care if you have it or have not. Yeah. Just for me personally, I got it because of my field in the science. And I do mm-hmm. trust the science and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a whole other conversation. But I think um, overall, when it just comes to picking our majors and picking our future paths we all i just not even that comes from us everybody had goes through stuff and everybody has their own everybody ways of dealing with it right and you know Hannah Montana said. i do believe that everything happens for a reason and i it think does. that you know you and i are here for a reason mm-hmm. speaking with you guys having a conversation. That's a whole other conversation I can go into. Oh, about me too. Everything happens for a reason. Me too. Everything happens. Yeah. For a me too. It's crazy. And sometimes I love it when you can see it. When you can put the connection, you're like, oh, if I didn't do that, that would have happened. That might be and another like, good conversation. And even I trust my gut too, because like, what what happened? I think Eva was gonna go to a party, and I was like, I was like kind of glad that. No, there was a reason why I couldn't go. And I was like, what if, like, something happens to her? And I, like, I just had this weird instinct. And I was like, hey, be careful when you go to the party That's tonight. That's instinction, right. And she was like, I didn't even go. And I was like, well, what could have happened if you went, you know? And I just have, like, I always trust my gut. Like, no matter what you guys do, trust your gut. If you have a random bad feeling about something, it's don't do probably it. not, like, if don't you do have it. any type of bad feeling don't about do anything, don't do it. That's me with tests. That's me with tests all the time. Mm-hmm. You see me on my organic chemistry test. They come back. I guess something wrong because I erased it. Yeah, and the exactly. first answer was that right. I do it all the time. It's insane, especially with organic chemistry. It drives me crazy. I'm like, that answer was right, Athena. Why did you erase it and put something I else? I do this. It's so like, well. oh, my Lord. But, like, that's my biggest thing. Trust your gut. Trust your gut all the time. Um, little FYI, if you don't have to take organic chemistry ever in your life, don't take it. <laughs> Yeah. Don't take it. I'm it stresses me out. It stresses me out. It stresses me out. Yes, it is the backbone of my major, but I'm not using organic molecules every single day. No. Sorry, I can't perform surgery on you because you have too many pivons in your system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, for instance, I'm, I'm, I'm being uh, joking here, but yes. Yeah. It's stressful. As we said in the first podcast, we are trying to keep the time limit around 40. So we are now at the end of our podcast of where we share a uh, a quote. And I kind of want to go back to the whole thing that Mayor Eric Adams said. Mayor Eric Adams said, my bad. Um, And his whole idea that you have to be uncomfortable in order to grow so to speak and to basically exact take his exact words um he said discomfort is growth and that is something that has gotten to society of where we are today Mm -hmm. and if you look at even going back to like george washington and all those old guys or whatever and even so on and so forth from those point in history you look at a certain, any topic in history that you look about and 
there's a level of change, you know. Mm-hmm. You have all these old ancient, I mean, we can go back to thousands and thousands of years ago, these old ancient and the things rulers. that like, created the change was someone sticking up someone and sticking saying, up and what saying nobody something what nobody wants to say. And, you know, for myself personally, this kind of uh, relates to the LGBTQ community. I'm not, yeah. I'm straight. I am not a part of that. But there are some other people out there. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, just from seeing from what other people have gone through and stuff. We are allies. We are. Yes. yes. We, we're not, we, we're not, yes, we are, we are straight. But we're just making a point is that mm-hmm. it's just something that I've noticed with people. It's been in the closet for a long time. And I think that now it's just more outspoken with people and whatnot and like i said you may be like not okay with it and some people may be okay with it and Mm -hmm. that's the whole thing that discomfort is growth yeah because people are there's a lot of people out there who are uncomfortable with it and it's something where you know Mm -hmm. so what like i'm not so be it i'm not saying who cares but like why make that someone else's problem? Right. If, it's, if it's like not it, relating to you, then what does it have to? Like, what is why, it? Why, why are you why even sitting here? Feel bad about it. Exactly. Like, that's my biggest thing right. is with like people who are comfortable with things or like you know the Karens or whatever. Like, why are you harassing someone that's just literally just living their life? Right. Like, just go on with your day and forget about it. Someone right. making it like a guy making out with a guy is not going to like kill you, you know, and like I, that's a harsh way to put it. But like, if you don't like it, don't look. Right. You know, that's like my whole thing. Yeah. And like I said, we're not a part of that, but we we do support whatever they, but like I said, that, that's yeah. not us, but we like see just it. just let people Who live. cares? Just let them like, be. Get it. Right. It's not hurting anybody. Right. And that's just our own personal views and stuff about mm-hmm. like how we feel and whatnot, like I said before. But um, I do really, I thought that was really interesting of um, what he said, discomfort is growth. And that's something that, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, is it will remain true. And it's something that, as we grow a society, as we have generational, generational growth, mm-hmm. it will always remain as that. Yeah. If you want to change something, you have to be uncomfortable with it. Exactly. Because you want to be able to fix it. Right. If you just stay comfortable and let everything happen without saying anything, it's like, what's that going to do for anybody? Exactly. It's just going to make it worse. Right. Right. If you're uncomfortable, say something about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Speak I mean, up. not unless you're like, homophobic then don't say anything about it <laughs> right exactly <laughs> let's just i mean not even speaking towards problem, the lgbtq if you community. see a problem do something about it yeah yeah right and don't be a bystander as we said in the uh in our last podcast be the change that you want to see exactly so that kind of all ties into that so i guess we're going to end it here guys we hope that you guys enjoyed our second podcast mm-hmm. we got some pretty good positive yeah it was time. a little bit touchy but this you know, time it's going to be up and down yeah we want to really touch on everything next week will be a fun topic yeah but that'll be a surprise for you guys um we actually did get a lot of good um promotion stuff so far so good which i thank you all so much for yes really you. really appreciate that we didn't think that we were going to get too many maybe like four or five yeah we saw people like putting on their stories we like, saw we a really lot of people that. yeah so a lot of empathy um we will most likely be making a tiktok account for this yeah um i'm be posting this on my social media platforms my snapchat mm-hmm. instagram whatever blah, blah 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 so um like i said we'll let you know when our next podcast comes out and stuff yeah um and yeah i guess that's it so i'm athena i'm bailey and we will see you guys next week